Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. Ed, I'm sitting here (laughs) planning something that I've never done before based on something you do for the last, I think, 16 years. And I'm so excited that when we took a break before we were recording, I already have my six people. That's awesome. And we're talking about building community, right? That's right. We're talking about building community. We're talking about what it takes to build an incredible event around your community. And everybody, this is going to be a great episode that's going to give you some tips and tricks on how to really do something that you love, share it with people you love, and build community around it. That's right. You want to tell me about your mountain training camp? Yeah. So um, for actually about the last 13 years, Mm. um, I've been leading and participating in um, a cycling event that's with my buddies, and we call it mountain training camp. And it started small and it's grown to be pretty good size and pulls people in from all over the country. And it's just a fantastic community event. And you and I were talking about that and, yeah. and thinking it's what people are really craving. Right. And it's a, it's a natural thing for us to be doing uh, to be able to support the people we love. And then as an extra benefit, you'll get some business out of it too. It's not the primary reason why you do it, but you'll get some, get, get some business out of it. Right. And I think this this episode's a lot about deepening relationships by doing things that you love. And we're going to go through um, really the meat and potatoes of it. But I was saying to Ed earlier that whenever I do something, I do it so big that it becomes so overwhelming that you know, half the time I'm like, screw it, I'm not even going to do that. So one of the things we talked about is keeping things small, which we'll go over. But we talked a little bit about people are craving a sense of community right now, right? Especially after 2020. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the journey we've been on over the last three years, it's kind of this missing component. I'm, I'm reading more and more about that. Yeah. And I'm just observing it that, pe- that people really want community, mm-hmm. which I think is a good launching point you know, the word community, I, I looked it up to kind of see what a definition would be. It's always yeah. a nice place to start. Right. And it's it's a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. I love that. And that's really what it's all about. It's finding something that you're excited about and interested mm-hmm. in. Yep. Building an event around it and sharing it with others. That's right. And, you know, we're talking to the real estate community, but really what we're talking about is things that you can start with just your favorite, most intimate friends, right? I mean, it doesn't have, this is not, we're not talking about the huge event that I did at the Padres for my clients. We're talking about something that can grow into something bigger. But if we don't feed our community souls, then we're not growing and we're not able to give back if we don't fill ourselves up. So we, we talked a little bit about that. I have a question because this you sparked my mind to this idea by a running group that you do. Right. So I've been part of a running group for about the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we meet 
every Tuesday night. It's called the Pub Run. Um, I'm just Perfect. a participant. I know it's really a lot of fun. Um, and I'm just a participant in it. I'm not the leader of that. So there's um, a woman that leads that group and it meets you know every Tuesday night at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And we meet, we do either a three, a four, or a five-mile run, mm-hmm. and then we get beer afterward. Mm-hmm. And like clockwork, that event goes. Right. And it's, you know, so one of the things that's great about that is it's an interest that meets on a regular basis. Right. And so you start to build friendships and a sense of community around that. And then the natural launching off point that I took was like, hey, there's a subgroup that we really get along in, in this larger group. Let's go to a half marathon uh, down at the Outer Banks, which yeah. is held in November. So we rented a house and pulled a group together and went and did that for a mm-hmm. few. Actually, we've, we've done three or four of those. Yeah. And this that kind of shows when we're talking about this, this can grow to any level. And it can be about anything. So how about we zoom in a little bit and that way we can break this down and keep it a little bit succinct because my brain is yes. flying all over the place thinking about all the cool things I want to do on my event. <laughs> right. So, I, I think that's a great idea because at the end okay, of the good. day, we want, we want everybody to be able to realize this is something you can do and we can give you the steps on how to do it. Right, exactly. So we started out with, are you a community builder? And what does that what does that mean? Yeah, I think you know the first step in this is kind of look at your personality and say, you know, are you the kind of person that has this innate skill uh, to want to do something like this? Another way mm-hmm. to look at that is, you know, are you the straw that stirs the drink? Are you kind mm-hmm. of the person that's pulling people together around right. an idea? Um, do you organize dinners for people? Do you organize the vacations? Mm-hmm. Uh, do people rally around your ideas? I think a lot of realtors have that ability. I think so. But but look for those clues in your personality that say, hey, this is something you enjoy doing. Maybe you just haven't thought of, of applying it in this way around a, a community interest. Right. And I would say that if you don't feel that you identify with that, I'll bet you have a close friend or a client who is like that. And you could sit down with them and say, hey, I really want to do something. I'm not you know, very good at this type of thing. Do you think you could help me put this together? So I wouldn't use that as a roadblock. Yeah. It's not a roadblock. I think it's something if you're like, some people might jump on this and say, hey, 100% I can do this. Others might be, oh, I've never really done it, but maybe you have. Maybe there's something in your background or an experience that that shows that you have this ability. Do you want me to yeah. talk about my childhood thing that I did? I would, when we were talking? I would love to. <laughs> so this is funny. But Jeff, Jeffy, Jeffy and I were having this conversation about, you know, do you have this ability? And when I was like 10 years old, I had a neighbor who was a retired shop worker, you know, and he had all these uh, little electric motors and wheels and he gave them to me. And so I distributed them around the neighborhood kids and said, let's build some cars out of this stuff. And then I got the idea to have a race and I made everybody put like 25 cents in and then we had a jackpot at the end for who won. So I pulled all these kids around on this idea to organize this race. And uh, it was a ton of fun. 
But that's kind of that. a clue, right? Uh-huh, that you are the straw that stirs the drink. Yes, that is a to- total clue. That was that was cool, by the way. I wish yeah. kids still did that kind of stuff. Maybe yeah. they did. Yeah, I think they still do. <laughs> um, so, you know, you that's a good segue too because you had a bunch of friends that lived in your neighborhood who were all into, you know, race cars and building things and doing stuff. So you found your community, right? And something you can do to find your community for yourself as you're planning these this event or these events is what are you into? Like I'm into cycling and yoga and backpacking. I'm into hiking and uh, you know outdoor stuff. So I would probably choose people who were also into those things for my that's, first event. I think that's the that's the logical and correct launching off point is make a list of the things you're into mm-hmm. and that you enjoy doing. And then think about who do you know that's also into that? Who do you do those events with? Right. And then come up with you know the opportunity to do something a little bigger, a little more yeah. intentional. Exactly. And uh, something that came up in our discussion when I was planning mine is, you know, really be wise in choosing your first group because you mentioned that you guys ended up in a really like defunct house and you were struggle struggle street your first time through and but you had the right core people to not get irritated about that you had the right core people that were like man this is cool we're building something new you know so yeah you want to dive into that a little bit about the choosing yeah i think that's real important um especially in the first year that you do it i would say you know again start small right yes and then i would say four to six people's ideal right And then make sure they kind of have that pioneer mentality where it doesn't need to be the Ritz and things are going to go wrong, but they're going to enjoy the process of figuring it out the first time. Yeah. And, you know, at our mountain training camp, the first house was, you know, down by the river and it was kind of almost, it was more of a double wide than a real home. (laughs) And, you know, it was, our food was all messed up. I was sleeping on a sofa in a sleeping bag and, you know, we we were laughing the whole time. And we said, okay, this this was a little rugged. Let's try and upgrade for next year. And it's built into this thing that's right. now on a dedicated compound. And we have people that come in from all over the country for it. Right. But it all started down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> and we that. laugh about it every year. The mm-hmm. people that were there, we call it the founders. We have the founders table, right? The original yeah. guys. Yeah. We make kind of a big deal about that just for fun. Yeah. And uh, we tell the stories about those first years when it was not what it is now. I love that statement, the pioneer's mentality. What a cool thing to challenge yourself to have. I mean, in everything that you do, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, I'm cool. Let's just roll with this. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. We get a lot of questions about why we do this, and I want to say that we love it. We sharpen our skills, we get to have fun, and we get to interact with all of you. So thank you for that. Thanks so much. And we do have one favor to ask. If you know anyone that's thinking about buying or selling in the U.S. or Canada, let us know. We have an amazing network of vetted agents that are so good at what they do. And what better gift can you give that person than somebody that's best of breed? Enjoy the rest of the show. So we talked a little bit about choosing choosing your people 
And we talked a little bit about people wanting to be a part of a community. We've also talked a little bit about what we have chosen in the past, but you've done the running and you've done the mountain training camp, correct? Yeah, those are my two primary. The, the, so we did running mm-hmm. and then what we call MTC, mountain training camp. And then during COVID, the, during the pandemic, we changed it up a little bit and did mm-hmm. a camping one okay. around mountain biking. And that was a subgroup and it launched this whole interest into mountain biking. Ooh. There was just a number of us that were like, hey, we want to try this out. And we really had no experience in it, but we hired a guide and they helped us. And now we're all into mountain biking. So we kind of ventured off and, and did that. So those those have been the ones that, that we've done. There's and a really think- good point in there. You you hired a guide. So this is something that's really good too. If you have a group of people that you guys want to experience something new, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody who's an expert in that field and have them come and and work with you. I think that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm planning on doing like a woo-woo trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to hear what okay. is a woo-woo trip. <laughs> okay, so six wonderful women doing anything from Reiki to meditation to yoga to forest bathing to whatever. Like I just want to be out in the dirt, in the woods, in the trees with the birds with these wonderful, amazing women. So woo-woo. I love it. Are you going to call it woo-woo? Because I think you should. I think I'll have to think about that. (laughs) I think you've got something there, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but this is live fire, folks. So I, we, I haven't really heard the details on this yet. And it's no. just, okay, so now we've got like an idea. Right. Which is great. And you've got a group of like-minded people. Yes, that I've, that I've just sent little notes out to and they've all started responding, which is so exciting. That's awesome. And they're all good pioneers, would you say? I would say every, I was very, very, very uh, careful about, I mean, I have, I have, I count myself as very lucky because I have amazing, amazing friendships. I have friendships all over the world, really. And that that makes it hard sometimes when you're really trying to go small, which is our next thing that we're going to talk about is just don't, don't be a perfectionist and don't go so huge on your first one. Because, you know, I'm like, I could think of 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bring to the epic. woo-woo event. <laughs> we're... We're going to rent out the convention center in San Diego. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I have to pull myself back in there. But, yeah. yes, so I've I've gone through and chosen people who would be okay if the toilet didn't work and okay if we got evacuated because of a fire and okay if the food wasn't perfect. So I really want it to be those people who we can all sit around, like you said, the pioneers and the founders group, mm-hmm. I want these, that's these type of folks. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So you're, so you're well on your way there. So you've got, you've got a small group. Yes. You've got that pioneer mentality. Yes. And I love it. We kind of hit on something there, which is, you know, dream big, but start small. Ooh, it's like okay that. to have the big vision and what it could become, but, but start small. Yeah. Exactly. And this came up because you were talking about that you've had co-ed events as well as single sex events, um, which I don't know, is that still a an okay thing to say, single sex events? Maybe not. But anyway, and you said that sometimes it's better when it's 
it when it's just one gender. Is that correct? I think, yeah, I've done it both ways, and they've both been fun. But I think yeah. the the single gender, if you will, I I think there's an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. It changes some of the dynamic too. Um, yeah, and I I just think that there's an opportunity, whether it's you know girls event, guys event, that everybody's kind of seeking as well, and yeah. it just makes things a little bit easier. Right. I also think that there's a huge opportunity for men you know, 40 plus men who the relationship building is harder and harder and harder. And I'm not saying it's not harder for women, but I have seen a pattern of men struggling when they get a little bit older to keep these relationships deep. And this is this is a gift to not only you as a man, but your community of men. Yeah, that is definitely a thing. And we could do a whole episode on that. Right. But uh, for men, you know, men, middle-aged men struggle with that. To where mm-hmm. they look up, if they don't pay attention to it, they can look up and they don't have any friends, mm-hmm. and and uh, so that's a lot of research is bearing that out. So there's an opportunity, especially for men, uh, to be able to do that, and women need it too. So yeah, you know, it's really important. 100%. But I think women are better. I think generalization here. I think women tend to be a little better at maintaining those relationships. Yeah, um, they, but you got to feed it. So you do have to feed it. We we talked about the founders group about reminiscing of all the small things that you messed up on, and I, that that is a little bit of a debilitating thing for me as someone who likes the. I'm very free with things, but I'm also very I'm a refiner, so I like it to be you know meals are planned and it's going to cost this much and we're going to do this and and if that gets a little off kilter sometimes with other people around, it's hard for me to relax into that and go, oh, you know, whatever. We forgot the yeah. carrots. <laughs> well, you're going to forget the carrots, especially yeah, the true. first year. Yeah. But that's that's the stuff you're going to laugh about and that is going to provide the fabric for the future. Uh, so I would, I would encourage you. I, I tend to be the same way. It's like I want it to be right. I hate mm-hmm. it when it comes off wrong. But yeah. you're going to make mistakes along the way, and you know we had it happen last year where one of the guys was supposed to bring the sous vide for the steaks, and he didn't bring it. <laughs> and so now we're like, okay, we got all this meat, and we got to manage around that. You know, where was 15 guys, eight actually yeah. 18 last year. How do you scale up for that? We yeah. did it, but um, you know, good. So. And uh, the other the other part of this is that if you do start small. And, you know, like with my six core ladies, then at the end of that adventure, we can chat and go, who do you, who would you want to invite next year? Like, do you have one or two people you'd like to invite? And then every year it just kind of gets a little bit more. I mean, do you think that's a good idea? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, I think at the end, it's a great, especially when you're starting when you have four to six. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, okay, if we do this next year, who would you like us to include to invite? Right. And now your guests are getting even more committed to the idea. And that's what we've done. Right. Every year we kind of go through our list and like, okay, who do we want to include in? Because it's always good to kind of bring new folks in and, and share it with them. And, and some people will fall out over the years. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Another thing about doing something like this is you don't need to pay for it. And this goes back to that event I did that we we did a podcast on 
at the uh, Padres and um, it was really, really, really expensive. And I'm assuming, well, not assuming, I know that the more people you invite, the more expensive things get. So this is really a everybody pitches in type thing. But for you, you run, because you're you're kind of the, the cruise director, right? The Julie McCoy from the yeah. lip boat. <laughs> Just call me Julie. <laughs> <laughs> you you put together the budget, then you kind of refine the budget, make sure that it's it it's looking good, and then you send out to everybody. Do you do they just Venmo you? Like how does that? Do you have everybody pay before you go? Yeah. So what we do is uh, we come up with our list and we know our general budgets, mm-hmm. and then we divide it out. And then I always allow a little bit of fudge in there, so you know ten percent just to make sure we got everything covered. Right. And then uh, what we'll do is we just Venmo out to everybody. And it's not, so it's not like something I'm paying for the whole thing. I'm just paying my share. Right. And then I'm investing my time and energy to, to coordinate it. Right. And then we divide out jobs um, and do that. So it's really that. the coordinator. Yeah. I love the dividing out the jobs. So housing costs, food costs, make sure you have a planned menu. And did you say last last year you did all your food ordering online so that it just got delivered to your the house before you left? Is that what you did? Yeah, last year we had we just built it all out and then did online shopping, and Great. I was blown away at how well that worked. I literally like got it all completed, hit send, and then I think it was maybe twenty minutes. There was a ring at the doorbell. I'm like, who's that? And the groceries had all arrived. That's amazing. So that was a huge time saver because we used to divide it up and spend a lot of time running around town. Right, right. And then alcohol, you know, just some bubbly or whatever, tea, <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. And then you well, do it's a evolved. Little... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's evolved. evolved. <laughs> so we started, it was pretty heavy on the beer. Now it's the bourbons. So. Okay, I see. And then you do a little gift, like a swag bag. Yeah, we we do that as well. We usually have some little uh, takeaway. We've done T-shirts, we've done aprons. You know, we, we had a logo design for it. Yeah. Um, you know, just different things along the way. We've done stickers for cars, so the guys can put it on the back. Well, that's you know, kind of a of cool idea. Yeah, yeah, little magnets. It's little magnets, yeah. so they you'll go around town and you'll see an MTC magnet. I love that. Um, yeah, just little fun things. That's really cool. um, to just create the the sense of community around it. Yeah, I, and I can't say what this year's is because uh, they might be listening. So exactly. it's always a surprise. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. Okay, tips and tricks. I'm gonna let's just break these down. So communal space is better than separate space. I think so. Um, okay. We've done it both ways, and I've done some research on this too. Uh, you get a sense of coming together. So if you can get a large enough communal space, you know, a large home as it grows, right. uh, that tends to work better. When you have people in separate houses and they're coming over for dinner, it just changes the dynamic a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Cooking together? That's that's a loaded one because you okay. literally can have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep. Agreed. And so it, it tends to work better to assign that out and then have like those that clean and those that cook. I think you were going to talk a little bit about yeah. your plan there. So my plan for this is that the the thing I'm bringing to the table is cooking. And so I'm going to choose two sous chefs for one night and two for the other. And I loved the fact you mentioned that when you're doing it, the cooks don't clean and the 
the cleaners don't cook. So you you keep everybody kind of separate. Now, mine's much smaller than what you're doing. So I can imagine having that many guys in the kitchen would be very overwhelming. But this would be just three of us in there. And I think that it'll go super fast. So that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that'll be a, a great one. Yeah. So outside activities are really good. Walking, hiking, mountain biking, yoga, yoga. swimming. All of all of the above, yeah. Right. Getting out in nature is really good for this stuff. So if you can yeah. pick a venue that that has a lot of options. So where we go, for example, you know, our primary emphasis has always been road cycling. That started to evolve a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we have mountain biking, we have gravel riding, we have hiking. There's a river right behind the property. So if anybody wants to fly fish, they, they can do that. If they just want to set up a hammock and hang out, they can do that too. So you so have cool. a lot of options. That is so cool. How do you, okay, I'm sidebarring here, but how do you find a place that can accommodate that many people under one roof? Where the, you know, there's this thing called VRBO. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, whatever. But anyway. yeah, you just have to, they're out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we lucked out in this one, you know, we, as it grew, we're like, you know, looking for larger and larger. And then we found the right property sure. and we've been going to the same one for probably eight years now, I think. That's really cool. Everyone has a job. That's a big one. So do you make the jobs and then delegate them out? Or do you say, here's all the jobs, everybody sign up? Uh, it's tends to be a little more organic. I okay. mean, definitely the cooks and the cleaners. And then, you know, we'll have like guys that maintain the fire, you know, different things like that. Uh, organize getting the trash out. Everybody knows that they need to pitch in and we'll kind of look for a need and say, okay, this is your job. I like that, the organic one. Disconnecting from devices. That's been more and more of a challenge over the years, but we really try to encourage it. What I what we loved about this house in the early years is there was no Wi-Fi. Yeah. So you were disconnected when you got there. Now there is Wi-Fi, so that presents some challenges. But if you can be a little more structured around that and say, hey, for this time we're not going to be connected. Let's just you know do this and then mm-hmm. have, have their time to kind of check in and do what you need to do. Right. Um, that's good. You mentioned little like games to do in the evening, and I and I think that what I'm going to do for my event is have every one, all six of the ladies bring a thing that they enjoy. So you mentioned stay away from competitive games like poker because things can go downhill fast. But you know, just fun games, anything, and they can even make them up or who knows what they'll be. But I I like the idea of everybody bringing their favorite. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. We've had on this, we've had people bring puzzles too. I know my mm-hmm. running group, we had some folks that were really into that. And that was nice because then people would pop, pop in and get around the puzzle and try to, you know, and spend some time in it and they could pop out yeah. and do it. We've played different uh, table games. We've watched movies. Okay. Uh, that's been really fun um, yeah. at times. Um, that's, that's now, the really house good. that we're at has a game room too. So there's pool and foosball. So there's, you know, different Fine. options. That's really fun. Okay, here's, well, campfires are really hard for us in Southern California because we've had so many fires. So I did find a place that had a fireplace, but, you know, obviously we know from being kids, the magic happens around the campfire. So if you have that option, that's a really good option to to have. If, if you can pull that off and do it safely, it's a game changer because people yeah. get around the fire and then that's when they really start talking. So yeah, um, that's, that's a great so opportunity cool. if you can do it. Yes. And then building anticipation. So 
I love this one too. So what what have you been doing to keep everybody excited about this this mountain training camp? So uh, what we do is we'll have the announcement uh, email go out and that lays out the program. Um, and it's usually it's usually the same weekend every year. So people know it's out hanging out there. And then starting about six weeks out, I send out a weekly email, kind of the countdown. And the goal there is to build anticipation, keep it light, you know, try and have a little sense of humor in it. And you know, one of the things we always joke about is nobody's in shape. Don't worry about that. You know, you don't have to ride. We'll poke jokes about things that have happened in the past, different roles and things that people have done, and just kind of build the camaraderie around the email threads that go out so that they know it's coming. Yeah. And people say, like, you know, it's it's a toss-up between Christmas, Thanksgiving, and mountain training camp, which they look forward to most. People, <laughs> re- the guys it. really get excited about it. So. I think that's so great. One little last thing on here is help create a packing list, um, you know, especially for for the first time through. And then you can refine that flashlights and yoga mats and your bikes and extra tires and pumps and, you know, whatever. And I'm sure that when it gets as big as yours, that there would be one that everybody could borrow. But it is kind of nice to give a little, a little yeah. packing list idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. So the bottom line is, you guys, don't be shy to try something new that'll fill your soul up and the souls of the people that you love the most. That's the bottom line. And just, you know, take what you're into, bring some folks into the fold and give it a try. And you'll be shocked at one, how much fun you have. And then two, you'll get business out of it. That's not the goal, but it'll happen. Yeah. All right, everybody. We love doing this. We love our community. Look forward to seeing you next week. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed the show. Gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week. 